What's up, 20 Sam? We are back with a new episode of the 20s and Thriving podcast. As discussed in a previous episode, the team is messing around with some different content formats. We have a four-part series coming at you with my new friend and special guest, Dylan. I met Dylan via social. Our team has been a huge fan of his content, and we are super excited to have him on the pod. You can go check him out on both IG and TikTok at Dill the Nomad. I will drop the link in the description. Over the span of our four-episode series, we'll cover a quick intro on who Dylan is, talk dream interpretation. Dylan actually does and interprets one of my dreams. It was super cool to hear what he thought. We talk anxiety and fear. Hope you guys enjoy this series. Let's get right into it. When we spoke last Sunday we discussed uh, dreams and, and dream interpretation. And I think you had a lot of great insight on how your unconscious mind is trying to communicate with you through, you know, the dreams that you're having. So I wanted you to kind of, you know, you gave such a great analogy. I'd love for you to, to, to touch on that again so our audience has a chance to, to hear it. Of course, of course. I love dreams, so this this is no sweat. When no, let's let's break it down. Basically, our brain is a computer that is always running. We can agree that there is no time in your life where your brain is not on and functioning. If it happens, you are what? You are brain dead. You are dead. Yep. Um so when we sleep is the only time where our brain our conscious brain turns off and gets some rest while the subconscious part of our brain, that 90% is working during this time, during your sleep. I'm not going to get into like the levels of sleep, but during your sleep, imagine your brain, your subconscious brain is like an accountant and he's Mm -hmm. got two stacks of folders in front of him and he needs to do this. He needs to process these folders. Well, One stack is everything that he processed or she processed throughout the day that that your brain can put a check on and say, we've gone through this. We understand it. We processed it how we should have. It's clear. It's done. Now, that pile is all neat. Now, on the other side, there's a stack of folders that's sloppy. It's messed up. This pile is everything in your life, from your past, from the past week, from that very day that is unprocessed. That could be traumas. That could be habitual patterns you have in your life. That could be serious traumatic events from childhood, um, your adolescence. That could be the really nasty conversation you had with a coworker that you bit your tongue and didn't say anything, but you were offended. Now, because you're dreaming, your accountant, your brain accountant puts that puts that processed folder, that stack of folders. They're good. They're done. Put them in the drawer, opens up the file cabinet in your brain of everything that you've been through, puts it in there. It's all neat. Then takes this big, messy pile, slams it down in front of it and says, OK, I need to go and process through this. Now, I don't think we have any understanding of the order your brain wants to process this in. But there are certain things that there are patterns that your everyone's subconscious does when it involves processing these traumas, these un, unresolved conflicts. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a reoccurring dream, 
that is something your your subconscious is coming back to multiple nights trying to process this so it must have significance um so you could very much so have a dream one night where you let's say as a kid you had a fear of water and um it was because someone pushed you in you weren't ready now you could have a dream following a day of work where your boss was trying to push you into a maybe a position or a project and you don't think you're ready for it but you probably are that's why they're pushing you to do it anyway that following night you can most likely have a dream of someone trying to force you to drink a glass of water now you wake up and you think that dream you know you take dreams is very literal but that's not how our subconscious works our subconscious works in symbols it can only understand symbols so the only way it can communicate with you is symbology metaphors so very simply put that dream of someone forcing you to drink water when you've are when you already full you don't you're already you're already quenched you're not yeah. thirsty that feeling of avoidance resistance combativeness defensiveness that feeling of pressure and someone forcing you to do this let's look at the symbols it's a glass of water someone's forcing you into something you don't think you're ready for but you're capable of now when you wake up if you understand your patterns of your dreams and how your subconscious is trying to talk to you and communicate to you you understand your subconscious is trying to tell you wow yesterday somebody was trying to push you into something and it made you defensive, but I think you're ready for this. So what does it do? It brings that symbol back from your past when someone pushed you in the water to teach you how to swim and you weren't ready, even though you survived that event and you did swim. Right, for sure. So with that little, you know, simple example, the importance of remembering your dreams and trying to understand them you start to align yourself with your subconscious. You start to understand yourself better. And not only are you understanding that part of you that's always on, but you can't access, not only does that help you better know yourself, that helps you keep in check and reflect and know what you're going for and what you are improving on. It's a way to track your growth. It keeps you in balance with yourself because you know, some if you if you keep the pattern of not remembering your dreams and not giving them significance, you're telling your subconscious their communication and what they're doing doesn't matter. Eventually, you'll stop having dreams altogether. That communication stops. That was my next question for you because I think I've had moments in time where I probably do shut out that communication a little bit, and I'm not dreaming and. I, you sit there and you say to yourself, you know, why am I not dreaming? And my question for you there is what, what's your process of like tracking and, and keeping in tune with, with what your dreams are? Because I think there's times where I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow, that dream was interesting. That must've meant something. Is it, do you just like turn over on your phone and write into your notes or is there something else? I can show you. I have a dream journal in my notes starting 2017. That's 
five years ago and I do it every single day. Um, so that is my habit. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, if it's like a really impactful dream or something that's very vivid, I can remember it days on end. Like I can remember it two days from now, but I've got myself into the habit of waking up. And my first thought process is what did I dream? Yep. My second process, if my phone is by my bed, I will pick it up. And that is the first thing I do when I get on my phone in the morning is write down what I remember. Some days it's like, I don't even remember details. I just remember, like you know, feelings or emotions. Feelings. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. I felt really good after this dream. I remember laughing, you know, it could be as simple as that. And then there's some days like yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago, I had a dream where I almost wrote like a novel. Like it was so complex and vivid and detailed filled with stuff. And I love that. And I'll actually share one of my dreams that I had last night because I thought the message was really good. Yeah, please. But, but knowing myself and one of my fears in life is not dreaming and knowing when I go through stages in life, when I'm not dreaming as regularly, mm-hmm. it's again, it serves as like an accountability check of, okay, D, where are you? Dill, where are you at? What are you doing? You need to get back to whatever is keeping your homeostasis. And when I'm not dreaming, if I can look back on those times in my life, it's always surrounded by entertainment and pleasure and 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 numbing in a sense. Like when I stop dreaming is when I watch too much TV. When I stop dreaming is when I uh, do the same thing over and over again and I don't give myself a plan for the day. When I stop dreaming is when I stop exercising. When I stop dreaming is when I fall out of my sleep discipline. When I'm staying up late, scrolling or watching YouTube until like 12 or one, I'm not going to have any dreams. Oh, when I'm drinking or using substance abuse, like those little things, it's essentially your dream health goes hand in hand with your physical health, just like everything in life, the Holy Trinity, spiritual, mental, physical. They sure. all connect. I love that. Yeah. So let's 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 take a dive into to your dream, man. All right. Let's dive into the psyche. So two dreams last night I had. The first one, I'm in a hospital room with one of my my best friends, and I have the feeling of waiting. We're okay. waiting for someone. I don't know why I was in the hospital room, I I can say I'm not the patient. But while we're waiting, my best friend is a nurse or something like this nurse keeps coming in. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this, this nurse doesn't want him, you know, like, why, why is he doing this? And before I can really tell it, I turn around and the room opens up and I'm now the patient. I'm now the person who's sick and I'm looking in the mirror and I see like my skin is burnt and like, like scabbed and scaly and it's ripping off. And it, it looks really, it looks like I, I just got burned. Like I'm a burn victim and I'm trying to touch the skin where it's at and the skin is peeling off and I even peel some of it off and it's underneath. It's revealing like this fresh layer, like this, Okay. It's it's almost shining. It's warm. And I'm trying to touch 
the skin that's being peeled off, like where it is like my flesh and there's no sensation. But if I rip a piece off and I touch this, the flesh underneath of it, I feel it. And it's like a hundred times magnified. It's like fresh skin. So I go back out and this by now I'm, I'm leaving it because I'm seeing all this. I want to show them the room is you know, engulfed with friends, the, the nurse he was trying to flirt with. And I'm sitting here trying to get everyone's attention. Like, look, look at me, look at me. And I even start to get dramatic. And I'm like, st- I start crying. I'm not sad, but I start crying and like wailing out to get attention. No one's paying me attention. I turn back around, walk into the room with the mirror and like, I have an outer, I have an outer body moment, like just uh, within my dream, I'm observing myself, you know, <laughs> meditation and practices and meditation, they say to observe your mind, not identify. That's sure. exactly what happened. I'm observing this whole action within the dream. And I'm like, why am I trying to get attention? Why am I trying to get sympathy? Now, when I wake up, the interpretation is clear to me. I am transforming. I'm going through a change in life um like a like a snake sheds its skin you know moving into a new season essentially becoming a new person um demanding more of myself but that involves shedding who you are that involves getting rid of the old you and in that process part of me wants to get validation from others to say hey look do you see me changing do you see like this new person i am and no one's paying attention. And now I, my, my subconscious is telling me, you're going through this right now. You have the choice to appreciate it for yourself or look for others again for validation and let them determine whether or not your changes are good or bad or even taking place. So that was dream one. Uh, I mean, that that's a lot to unpack. That's incredible. My My question to you is like, where did you... Where did you start learning from like an interpretation standpoint how to read those dreams? Like, is it easier to read your own dream than it is somebody else's? It is 100% easier to read someone else's. Really? Because you don't have those intricate biases okay. when when it comes to your own dream. So there's so much on our day-to-day basis that our brain hides from us that we don't want to see. Um, we're limited by our own perspective. Okay. You, if you get offended by something that doesn't mean what offended you was offensive, but it's triggering something in you. And instead of being able to look at it a hundred percent unbiased, you're looking at it with your lens, your perspective. That's not to say it's not offensive, but that's just a little example. So when it comes to other people, I don't have to know you at all. I just, I, the only thing I'm looking at is the symbols of your dream, the feeling of the dream. When it comes to me, it's like, well, I know so much about myself. It could be this. It could be that. It could be both. Right. It you could start be tagging none of it. all different areas. You of start what thinking you're too through. much about it. So that makes a lot of sense. Knowing and knowing myself too. I'm a very deep and complex person. So my subconscious does that to me. I'm I, also like, I, deep and complex. Also deep and complex. <laughs> I'm like, dog, can you just like have a dream where I walk into the bank and I get handed a note that says, Dylan, you're going to get $6 million this year. 
cool. I know what that dream means, but no, it's going to tell me my dream is going to be set up where I walk into the bank, I'm robbing it, but I have no gun. And I also have no team. It's just me. And it's like, how do I interpret that? For sure. Am I am I about to go, am I gonna do some am I about to start rebelling and do some wild savage stuff or what? <laughs> what am I gonna do? That's funny. What well, t- tell me more about your second dream? Okay. So second dream, again, I'm waiting. It's like this that feeling of you're not angsty, you're not like antsy about it, but you're anticipating something. I wouldn't even say waiting, I'm just anticipating what's happening next waiting with my friend and if i had to give a setting we're either on like a train um a metro or a bus or maybe even a plane um but there's this older woman sitting next to us and she has short dark hair she's not like old old but she's older you can tell she's older than us she's taller she's established she's she's fully fully a woman um Somehow we get to talking and she keeps asking me if I know her mother because her mother knows me and she's told her a lot about me and my friend. And I'm like, okay, well, where are you from? And she says, she says this, she keeps repeating this town. It starts with the A and it ends with like San or San or I, I forget the full thing, but she says it's in England. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no way your mother could know me um, because I've never been to England. Then she starts, then she starts telling me things about myself. And then she says, well, I want you to read a a page out of my book. I wrote this book about the history of you. And I'm like, the history of me. She's like, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm very like confused by this but I'm excited because I love meeting people like this who seem to have some sort of insight into me or just people that you could absorb a lot from they're refreshing when you meet these type of people um so she hands me the book and I'm reading it and it's detailing the history of this king and every characteristic it's highlighting my body like every word every time I read the word my body gets warmer and warmer and I start like the, my smile deepens and deepens. It's, it's as if my soul is literally clapping and like cheering. I feel seen and heard as I'm reading this and affirmed in my identity. It's saying like your lineage comes from many Kings. You are destined to lead, be a part of leadership. You are charming, charismatic. You are a clown at times you know how to be compassionate, you know how to be truthful and bold. You, if you're not meant to rule, you are meant to guide the ruler. And I'm I'm sitting there reading it. And then I, as I'm closing the book, the woman's like looking at me and she said, do you remember me now? And part of me is like, I don't know what it was. Part of me said, yes. And she said, do you remember my mom? And I turn and her mom is there, but not physically there. It's just like this. You can feel it almost. I can feel it. It's it's like I'm seeing a shadow, but I feel her. And she's like, we're actually related. And then at this point, I just, I'm so excited. The dream shifts from this moment to me, like trying to show everybody this book and like being excited to share and tell everyone this. And it's just, as I'm saying it now, it's kind of funny. The dream in itself just manifested right now because i'm sharing 
it's yeah. ex- exactly what just happened and all these characteristics and like i mean i fully believe that like i know that about me i know that's true to my identity because not only do people tell me that and have told me that throughout my whole life if i sit back and observe myself mm-hmm. those those qualities those characteristics they come out of me naturally i don't have to think about them now so that you, was the second dream do you cross interpret dreams so you had those two dreams in one night correct mm-hmm. are you taking just individually what those dreams are telling you or are you trying to figure out like what your you know subconscious telling you from a standpoint of you know this dream you're you're maybe looking and seeking you know that attention versus this second dream it seems like almost you've been showed that a little bit more in like what your what your journey's going like how does that kind of work together and and what does that symbolize Ooh, that's a very good question. I didn't even think about this. I I would say I think it was showing me the bad and the good side of if we want to dive to the theme of external validation. Okay. It was like I I take both of them as something positive. Like there's something to learn. I will definitely clump them up and say yes. I think they build on top of each other and complement each other. Yep. But if we look at it, the first dream dealt with external validation and internal transformation and seeking that confirmation externally about what was happening internally. Then the second dream, it wasn't a seeking. It was an external validation confirming what I already believed inside because I was reading these words and these characteristics that were about my history, history, like a history book. That means it's already in you. That means like it's in your bloodline, it's in your blood. So it was me reminding myself and reading it for myself and internally validating it. I was just being it. I was just being shown from an external source. Gotcha. And what was and what was cool about that is the external source was related to me. So if we want to really dive deeper in the spirituality part, that could be my reincarnated past selves. Like uh, I don't know if you watch Avatar. This is the best way to put it because reincarnation yeah, scares people. Yeah, yeah. So Avatar, the last airbender, Aang being the avatar can can connect with all the other avatars that were before him and they can speak and show him and guide him things. So look at, I look at it just like that. That woman said she was related to me. She said her mother knew me and said all these things about me. She gave me a history book of me and it was talking about Kings. So all that was already part of me. It took the symbol, the symbology or the symbolism of an external source bringing it bringing it to me and that's very true in life like sometimes it takes the right person to compliment and amplify those traits in you that you already know you have or sometimes it takes that person who pushes you to recognize what you have you know sure you can't always see your potential you need people around you that are going to push you to elevate and tell you that 
okay, look, one, you're falling short, but you're way more, you're capable to climb higher than where you just fell. Yeah. Yeah. I think surrounding yourself with, I mean, peers that are going to push you in that way is like, uh, I mean, that's what life is about, right? You can bring others with you and, uh, also have them, you know, help you reach your goals. So I love you that. could either, you could either thrive or survive. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally the best way to put it. Um, that's, that's awesome. So I have a dream when we talked on Sunday that I, I wanted to, to ask you to in, interpret. Let's get it. I'm ready. So this is a reoccurring dream that I've been having. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't dream very often. I, I mm. probably don't have the best dream health for what, whatever reason. Now, after this, I'm probably going to have to do some self-reflection and, and try to figure that out. I told you after we talked about this, you would probably have a dream. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So my dream is I'm, I'm going into an elevator. Now, every time I'm getting into this elevator, it's at a different place. So it's not the same elevator every single time. Sometimes there's somebody in the elevator with me. Sometimes I'm siloed in the elevator by myself. The symbol that is always occurring that stays the same is that the elevator is moving at rapid speed. So I get in the elevator, I press what, you know, 11th floor and it shoots me up. And when I say shoots me up, I mean like uncontrollably, like you're on the tower of terror, like movement in the oh, way wow. this elevator moves. Now it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's uncontrolled. So sometimes it's shooting upward. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm shooting downward. So okay. there's no, you know, there's no just like exact direction that I'm going um, and like I said, sometimes there's, there's someone in the elevator with me. Sometimes there's not, I will say that with the reoccurrence of each dream, I feel a little less startled okay. by it happening. So like the first time I got in the elevator, it happened. I'm like, Holy shit. Like, what is, what, what is this? What is going, going on? on yeah. And now as it's reoccurred, I've realized that or have become come numb or okay with the speed and the movement of which I'm going. It's less scary. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you yeah. remember the first time you had this dream? Any time in your life? Like if you can just remember the year or remember a significant event. So this dream's all been in the same year. Help. It's, it's, so been it's all, all been in the same year. It's been in, in the same year. I've, I'll say that I probably have had it like between six and eight times now. Six and eight times. Yeah. So it's definitely reoccurring. There's, there's significance. And I'm, I'm seeing as part of the significance is how the feeling is fading for you. So you're, you say, you definitely were saying the feeling is startling, maybe. Mm-hmm terrifying or um like are you scared of what's happening because it's moving fast or are you scared because you don't have control over it and you don't know what's coming 
I think I'm scared because the confusion I have in why. Okay. So like, I'm asking myself, like, why is it moving this fast? It's not necessarily like the fear of speed or it's more like this is abnormal for an elevator to do. Why is it doing this? Okay. Um, And my second question, last question, has the elevator ever stopped in the dream? Like, do you get to the 11th floor? Do you get to the bottom floor? Or does it just keep you in suspense going up, up, down, up, down, up, down, down? That's a good question. I want to say that I've gotten off the elevator just once. Okay. That I can, that I can actually remember. I think it's either blended with dreams that are, that are different or like I've just waken up. Ooh. Okay. So if you, if you can remember a time where you got off, you did say like, you think you did. Do you, do you remember the feeling of relief? Like, did it ever relieve or was it just like, like you said, it's just a blur. You're just thinking you maybe got off. I, I, I know the time. So I was actually with someone on the elevator. At that time. Okay. That time that I got off. Um, and it's actually one of my buddies. He's, he's getting married um this upcoming month okay uh, so should be should be cool for him but uh right. we got I, off I the elevator it. to together i know what the dream is i know what it means so um elevators in life they're usually in buildings doctor's office basically they're in places of importance whether that's business doctor it's usually something serious mm-hmm. um they take us to our destinations whether it's up or down um, the speed at which it goes is uncontrollable to you. So there's some anxiety surrounding your life. Now, what the elevator represents to you and where it is taking you, I feel confident to say it's something to do with your pursuit and journey in life with your business. You mentioned earlier that you worked here and that you worked with athletics, mm-hmm. you worked with an agency, and that routine had you constantly question like, Okay, why am I waking up at 6 a.m.? Why am I doing this? So whether it's this business, whether it's the routine you're in right now, this seems like a significant theme in your life to where you are, if we want to talk about status, you are elevating your status. You are elevating yourself. You are going on a journey to somewhere. And some part of you feels anxious about it. I don't know if it's the anticipation. I don't know if... It's the impatientness of like, I want it to happen now. So that's why the elevator is going so fast up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it follows the natural rhythm of life because it's not always going up. Sometimes it drops down. It's like the ebbs and, and flows of life. It's the life ebbs and flow yeah, of yeah. life. And your your subconscious is trying to communicate that to you. So I wouldn't say this is a dream signifying like a change. I would say this is a dream, a processing dream of acceptance, because what's really fascinating about the dream you had where you and your friend got off, it's a journey of life. I mean, you're married or are you engaged? One of the two? I'm married. Yeah, yeah, married. married. So that whole experience of being on the elevator or going through life and navigating life, you stepped off on the same floor or the same stage 
as your friend and he was getting married. And I'm sure you probably felt some sort of relief, but it was like in that moment, in that dream, your subconscious was trying to remind you that there's people around you. You're not alone in going through this feeling of pursuit of of journey. Like you're literally just going through life. I think this is a dream underlying with maybe anxiety or a a struggle to let go of the full control of life because i mean essentially you're literally just getting on pressing the button of where you want to go and hanging on for the ride but you're but you're anticipating it as being so scary but let's give some props to you you've had this dream six to eight times now yeah and one time we know for sure you got off and you were okay and you were with someone who was in the same stage of life that you've already been through or have been in Two, each time you have this dream, you're less startled. Yep. So it's, it's, I think your, your, your subconscious is hitting you repeatedly with the symbology because not only is it rewarding you that you are learning and adapting and accepting of this, this uh, process it, and like process. the journey of what, what's happening. Yeah it's it's also showing you like eventually you're not going to be startled by it anymore yeah yeah i love that I'd, i've definitely seen a, a lot of change in myself i'd say within the last you know 18 months and and trying to figure this all out and uh i work for a startup agency and obviously starting this brand tony's and thriving so there's definitely a lot of unknown you know constantly occurring and and changes and uh the ebb and flow it could feel yeah. like some weeks stuff is moving really fast and you're like oh shoot i gotta like you could have a video go viral and now you're thinking how can i capitalize on that for sure it's moving fast i gotta keep that before you know yeah, that you momentum gotta keep falls. the momentum going <laughs> and then you know next week you know you might have three or four videos dropped and they don't do the same numbers and so it might feel like you're down again I, I think that can tie hand in hand with the elevator feeling, the ebb yeah. and flow. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. That's I guess you're probably right that it's easier to maybe interpret other people's dreams than it is yourself because I've been sitting on that one uh, for quite a while. Yeah, so. that one tucked in the bag. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Again, we are trying out some different formats. You can leave a review by clicking the last link in the description. Your feedback is always appreciated. It helps our team get better and deliver content that is more tailored towards you. And don't forget, check out the other episodes within this series and have an unbelievable day. Thrive on.